Welcome back, motherfuckers. The movie, movie, the movie you're making me watch today is Once Upon a Time in the West, 1968, directed by Sergio Leone. Were you guys ready? I just kind of started. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, sure. Let's do it. What's your word choice? My word, <laughs> I know it's it's a word I've used before, but it's the same word I used when I was describing this movie. It's, it's epic. This movie's just epic. It's just epic. Me and Jake were both worried you were going to say fun. Oh, yeah, most definitely. <laughs> I mean, it was fun. And it was it epic. Was it, it was epic. Yeah. And it was also stylish is my word. Yeah. You ain't got no style, motherfucker. I, mean, I wore wrestling t-shirts. That's a style. Uh, yeah, it is grandiose. I was also thinking epic, but uh, I was like, eh, that's kind of a generic word. So grandiose was what I went with. But if that's yeah, too I was, close I thought to about, epic. I, I thought about operatic. operatic. Oh, yeah, about operatic. oh, damn, operatic. That's what I said. <laughs> what do you yeah. guys use yeah. that for? The no. Godfather's, the word operatic? I think I did. Yeah, that's why I didn't use it. Um, I don't remember those. Yeah, the classics. <laughs> the no, Godfathers. You movie, remember the Godfathers? Uh, this is the first time I've seen it in a while, and I remember it being pretty fun, and because it is fun, fun is a great word. And the first like forty-five minutes to fifty minutes is like just it just reminds me of a Tarantino movie. The whole thing, everybody's just got an entrance. Everyone just gets an entrance with their own music and their own cool scene of them being cool. Like it was like, oh, all right. This is uh, this is what's, like Kill Bill. What's this movie about? Is it is it is it like Kill Bill? So I guess an easy way to just say it will just be it's about a mysterious guy who plays a harmonica that joins forces with like a famous desperado type of guy, and then he helps out a woman who's being pursued by an assassin. I feel like that's the most easy way to say it. Pursued by like a railroad. It's a lot mogul. of characters. Yeah, yeah, I know that was the the. That's part of the reason why I was like rewatching part of it again was uh, it was there's so much plot to it, man. There's so much yeah. like I, I like I was I didn't really know what was going on most of the movie until like it was almost over and I'm like okay, which is, I don't like, which you is kind of like another reason it, why together, especially this movie was one that I also watched at least twice and then just had on like you jake in the background just to look at it and be like oh yeah they forgot about that part too oh, fucking cheyenne right because I, I couldn't remember like some like the connection with like i don't, I don't know i didn't like how things were connected it was like i, I, was, I was having a hard time with that my first time through because it's i think because it's so like slowly paced and like everything is slowly revealed like you almost like the like the real plot points come like 40 minutes at a time like you don't meet everyone till like nearly an hour into the film yeah it's another one of those movies so, that throw it into premiere for your weekend editing you can cut out at least two hours of walking and looking at each other <laughs> yeah. i guess there's there was originally an but see, that's cut that was like 20 minutes less than the the, the cut that we've watched on on prime that, that yeah the, it was it was it was released in spain and italy and at this 245 and then they cut it down to 225 for the american audience because you you really have to exercise patience with this one it's a great well, movie the thing is, and it looks great but like you just you gotta you gotta you gotta be patient because you gotta be patient because at first i was like what the fuck when the opening scene was like, like that what's behind you right now like what the fuck this just blurry dude walking that we see every right. now and then even even from the, the first scene i was just like we're like waiting with these fucking guys at the railway station. Like it's like 10 minutes of them. These three dudes just like sitting there and I'm like, wrong beginning. What, what the fuck's going on? And then like, it, oh, it got good. Once like harmonica showed up, that was, that was, that was badass when he's like, yeah, reveal the guy behind the train. And then, you know, then, then it got interesting with that standoff. But before that, I was like, I guess because of how epic and, and iconic that scene is, is why I, I, yeah, I love it, you know, but you're, but yeah, you're right. It, it, it's, it's fucking boring for a while. <laughs> it's yeah. nothing like, going on. Like I, I, I appreciate it. And I, I definitely like, liked once I knew where it was going, like the, the second time through, I'm like, okay, cool. This is a cool open. But like the first time I'm like, where the fuck are they going with this, man? But 
Nowhere. Well, it's Nowhere. stylized. That's the thing. It is it was, exactly, it was exactly stylized. That's the, it, that's the his word. Style. Stylized. That it's, it's taking it's taking a movie to where you've seen it a hundred times and adding stuff to it to where it makes it different than what you've seen before. It's stylization. It's the close-ups of the eyes. It's the it's the long fucking uh, panning shots of fucking people walking. It's like like there were some shots. I think the the reason why I picked Epic is because the music uh, is also equally as epic as the cinematography and it. And oh, it's yeah. like almost like they they wrote the music specifically just for certain camera movements too. Like I read all about that. Like they scored this movie before they even shot this movie. Yeah, I I saw something that like he he played. So the they score knew what they were gonna be. Uh, yeah. You know. How do you Sorry, yeah. your headphones up like that? Yeah, he played the score on the set as they were shooting yeah. the scenes. Which is pretty yeah. cool. Yeah, <laughs> I love the scene where. She gets uh, she's in the she's in the carriage house talking to the guy and then she walks out and the camera goes above the carriage house and it reveals the town. That was pretty fun. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That was yeah. her her opening that scene. Her first first reveal. Straight out yeah. of. Uh, well, they got that shot straight out of this movie from uh, the Back to the Future movies. If you remember, that's how they reveal. Oh, yeah. The that's town, right. at least the Western. Right. Uh, yeah. Yeah. The, in the third one that's how that's exactly how they come from the train station and over the top into the into the town i got a lot of back to the future vibes out of this actually there's a yeah i mean this is very influential shit here like clearly very tarantino obviously Another let's get that out of the way like yeah. like the, the the shots the close-ups of the faces the music the music was exactly like tarantino i would like, s- if you closed your eyes for us if you closed your eyes and listened to this movie you would think this is a tarantino movie i think for somebody yeah. who's never seen a tarantino movie they could close their eyes and watch a tarantino movie and think it was a sergio leone movie well, that's what it is. Essentially, that's what it is. He's t- he what, took yeah. just he takes we know exact, in our context. In our context, yeah. that's 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 my context because I knew Tarantino before Leone. Yeah. He takes the 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 exact pieces of music and puts them all through his movies, especially mm-hmm. Kill Bill and Glorious Bastards. Like this, this soundtrack is basically the same soundtrack to Kill <laughs> Bill, honestly. And the same guy, I guess, scored. Um... Hateful Eight. Uh, Hateful Eight, yeah. Yeah, Ennio Morricone. Ennio Morricone, Morricone, yeah. Yeah, he won an Oscar for it, too. It was the only Oscar everyone won was Hateful Eight. This, uh, the the soundtrack is is the most grandiose and epic part of of the whole movie, I think. Well, it's it's, the combination of the soundtrack and the camera movements. The camera, like the like I said, they based they wrote the music and they're like, well, we gotta we gotta keep the camera as good as the music. So they they went and they designed the shots after the music, which is insane. Yeah. And he what's Super. crazy is too is that we're not very familiar with Peter Fonda, but I guess Peter Fonda, the guy who plays the villain, the assassin, he was a very, very famous actor who played a lot of like good guy roles, you know, like a Tom Hanksy type of guy. So when he played this role, it was a very, very big departure from what he yeah. did. I bet if we if we were Honda Fonda fans back in the day and we were yeah. and we knew his movies, the reveal of his face, uh killing the kids and the and the husband. Oh, yeah. would would have probably been epic i bet it would have been epic i bet being in that time and watching this movie and 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 being a fan of leone's before and watching it the, and then this one coming out it's like another tarantino movie coming out it's like another star wars coming out people went to it and then on top of that people went to it expecting one thing and getting something kind of completely kind of kind of different like a deconstruction of a of a western in yeah in that they it, it has all the all the western it is a western but it's also it's also not uh it's not like like i i can't imagine watching um your classic american westerns and being entertained after knowing that Sergio Leone existed you know yeah it's yeah, he just makes it epic that's the why epic is great he takes something and he just adds it's not just, he adds to it it's not than, oh, so so I, I have a question other than like adding this like specific style that he Sergio Leone has what what's the difference between a western and a spaghetti western what what what's the word spaghetti so the reason why they're called spaghetti westerns because he made Italian. them in Italy and he based and he, he did it for cheap but they were called spaghetti westerns because they were shot in Italy but they were supposed to take place oh, in America okay the only so, reason why they're called spaghetti westerns is because they shot them in Italy okay yeah i didn't i didn't realize that's that's kind of yeah. funny just because he's italian yeah. i see yeah. that's that's simple enough okay yep 
So Ooh, Clint yeah. Eastwood, Clint Eastwood became famous off of the Man with No Name, which was Sergio Leone's first trilogy. It was Fistful of Dollars for a few dollars more than Good and the Bad and the Ugly, and that blew them both up. Like that made Sergio Leone famous, and it made Clint Eastwood famous. Mm-hmm. And then he ended up making this, and this was people were like, "Damn, this dude's fucking." He did it without Clint Eastwood. People were like, "Oh, can they do it without each other?" And they both. That's why Clint Eastwood wasn't in this movie. He got offered the role of Charles Bronson's role of Harmonica, but he turned it down. Isn't this the only like Western to the date that he made in America? Like the other ones were always in Spain. Yeah, the other ones were shot in Italy. This one he shot in America. Yeah. Charles Bronson is a goofy looking motherfucker. He looks yeah. like a Ken doll, like an old Ken doll. Like a weathered Ken doll? Yeah. Like a, like a Ken doll. He's got a face just out, like this all time. For a while. He looks like, yeah, yeah. He's a goofball, dude. <laughs> yeah. It's like, uh, he's a top like motherfucker. He's related to, to Hartnett, Josh Hartnett. <laughs> Josh Hartnett's dad. That does look like Hartnett. You're right. You totally. So I love the the guy from uh, Three's Company had a baby. I I love the introductions to all the characters. Like Harmonica's introduction in the beginning was amazing when the train fucking goes by, and then when James Robards fucking comes into the saloon after all the gunfire, and it's the close up of his face, and it's in the darkness, and it comes in, and she's all she's all look at him like he's cool, and then you got fucking. Jane Fonda's production where he kills the family. And that's when you're like, fuck, like, where can this movie go? Like, this is going to be brutal. It's like almost when I was watching, like, you, like Anthony said, when you watch Pan's Labyrinth for the first time and the guy gets his face smashed, and you're like, holy shit, like, this movie can go anywhere now. Like, I didn't expect that. And I feel like when he kills that family with those kids, and especially the how they just kill the little girl first, like, snipe her out, you're like, fuck, like, damn, like, this could go anywhere. And it never really gets quite as violent as that. That's like the most violent thing that happens in the whole movie. But I think it's just like showing you how it's almost like how I always say, like, I'd hate to be alive in like the Patriot times. But living in these times, too, like it's rough. Like you got to anything could happen. Anything could happen at any time. Like someone just wants what you have. The movie Patriot. Yeah, like those times. That's probably the worst times to live is in that. What's the what are the what are the years of that? That's like 14s, right? No, is it for, that's is it the that? American Revolution, right? That movie. Yeah, about? that's that 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 like that yeah, like like in this movie, movie, like when they tell when she. Like, that's another thing. I mean, <laughs> I think this was the first western to have a woman lead character. Like, I think this is a big thing for westerns. A woman was one of the main characters, and she was kind of had a, a role besides just being the the pretty lady. You know what I mean? That's the thing I, I read mean, about, which is cool. Her character was not. She was lead character, but she was kind of just a tramp. And she kind of well, did whatever did, did whatever she was told, and and she was she was not a good female lead. But but I think for that yeah. time she was though. For in, that in time, this, I think it was this something movie that did was... not age well when it comes to women. No, because yeah, it's no. like she was still like no. a former prostitute, and she was still like they like freshly married. It's kind of like <laughs> and she's like he's like know. you remind me of my mom. She was the biggest whore, and dude, I have hold on. Yeah, so I have I have stuff. some of these like, things Jesus, written down, and that was one of these fucking movies. He says. He and says, he and she's like, ooh, thank you. She was the biggest whore in in. Uh, she was the biggest whore in Alameda and the finest woman who ever lived. <laughs> That's what he said. So nice. You remind me of my mother. That's the she nicest was the biggest thing whore in Alameda said. and the best woman that ever lived. Which character said that? Uh, Cheyenne. Cheyenne okay. said that after like they got married or whatever. Like immediately she was like, ah, I'm into this dude. <laughs> like that new guy who does. And then she fucks Frank. Why is she fucking Frank? What happened there? Why? Why is she? When did they even meet? He he went there to take care of it himself. Remember, he was like, "You guys keep dying," and Charles Bronson keeps killing him. So he went to take care of it himself. But I think what it is is back then, man. It's like I said, people walk up. Frank walked up, was like, "Hey, listen, uh, you're here by yourself. You're in my house, and you're my woman now." It's just how it was. It's like you, there was no rules. There was nobody to turn to. You know what I mean? It was like it's just it. Like that would have sucked. Living back then would have sucked. Yeah, everyone's I mean, fucking d- dirty as shit. Too. Everyone's like, a bad guy back then, really. Everyone's <laughs> like so a bad guy, and no, and like, remember she walks into the station. He's like, "Yeah, you're lucky. Only two people have taken a bath in the bath before right, you." Exactly. I was like, "Oh, I could never live back then. I'd be fucking no hating life." I mean, that's all you knew. Then you'd be fine. Sure, I guess that's why I say I would not want to live back then. And knowing what I know now, I'd be like, "Fuck that." No way, dude. Could you got a bathroom. You don't let. You won't even let anybody use your bathroom to go to the bathroom. No way. No way. How, oh, honestly, so how how do you hear us with those headphones up there? How do you? I don't. I don't think they're actually plugged in. They are 100 percent plugged in. I don't believe you. 
He just how doesn't you, listen. How are to you us. hearing to us? How are you? He just, he just he just he talks whenever he wants to. He doesn't <laughs> he doesn't, he doesn't listen. You don't got to go. put him down. You don't got to put him down go. to appease me. Well, then why are you saying anything then? I'm just curious. You're not. You didn't answer my question. <laughs> I'm saying Curious. Then. How you? How do you hear us? You just got yeah. him cranked. Because I hear you. I hear you. Don't worry about it. I fucking hear you. I hear you. Um, okay. All right. My bad. <laughs> you fucking can. I'll cut this part out. So, Jake, Jake. All right. Go yes. ahead. Talk about it, dude. What do you got to say? I got a whole list I should say, but let's hear what Jake's got to say since I'm always talking, huh? Yeah, Jake, you son of a bitch. <laughs> Whoa. Sorry. I mean, I, I, like I said earlier, I, I, um, I, thought, I thought it was slowly paced, but... I, it was very intentional. It was very, it was part of the style. I get that, but that kind of bugged me at times, but like I, it was more like, I, I, I more appreciated it than I enjoyed it because it like looked great, but I was like, where the fuck, where are they going? I kept like, kind of like wanting it to move along essentially, but it was, I said, it looked great. The, There's a lot of parts where you, where you, you're like, could pick up your phone and like flick through Instagram and then like, okay, they're, they're done looking right. at each other. It, 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 it was hard to keep my attention, I guess was, is, is somewhat of a complaint, but it, I still liked it. It was, it was one of the movies like I didn't think I was going to like, but I wanted to like it. And I kind of met somewhere in the middle there, like where some shit annoyed me, but like overall, it's, it's definitely a good movie. The plot, I, what I annoyed guess, you? felt somewhat convoluted. Like, I don't know. There was just so much going on with the plot where it was almost like sort of hard to follow because it was somewhat disjointed. But do you watch Westerns, though? Is like a wet or Westerns things you've watched no, a lot of? Not so really. Westerns, Westerns usually don't have like a plot where a lot of fucking like, like it's not like a thriller. Like somebody wants something. Somebody wa- wants to get something from them and somebody needs like it's not like a whole thing. Like this is a standard Western plot where you you hang out with these people and like you see like it's characters. You know, you get introduced to like character studies of people, but not a lot happens in Westerns. Like, Westerns, yeah. <laughs> like not much happens in Westerns except for like you see them kind of living their lives and how Which like, is why this is awesome because he took yeah. he takes it and he's like, well, let's yeah. see. Because he loved Westerns, I imagine. And he's just like, I'm gonna make him over here, <laughs> and then fucking, and then made him his own way, and and that's why that is why he has such a a, a unique style because he's so far away from from the West, but mm-hmm. also he and he I think by this movie he's he he's knowing what he knows what he's doing, he knows what people are going to expect, and that's why he changes it up he does he like i love a movie that introduces four three main characters and then immediately kills them off like and that's what something tarantino's done uh i i don't, I don't know how like, at least like what comes to mind is death proof where you're following these girls the whole time and then they're and then you because I, I kept i always forget thinking about death proof i i always forget that there are basically two storylines going on the whole time where you're because you, you get so invested in these main characters which you don't uh, as much in this movie but it also reminded me of scream how they were like all right you think this is a horror movie let me let me deconstruct it a little bit and give you i'll give you i'll give you drew barrymore in the very beginning of course she's going to be the lead character but no she gets murked and people weren't expecting that and i don't think people were expecting this which is why i think it would have been awesome to watch this in the context of the time being like a Sergio Leone fan. Like we go to the movies watching Tarantino films, knowing what to expect and maybe getting something different. I think it would have been epic to, especially in the, in 68, 69, whenever this came out, when movies were like, you couldn't get a movie. You didn't have a flat screen at home that you could get a similar movie experience. by going to the theaters like that was, that's something unique. So this movie played at one theater in Paris for like two or three years straight. Like they only played this movie one, like all day, like three wow. times a day. And like, I guess Serge Leone would go there sometimes and like people would come and like, f- like meet him and like be fanatics. Like this is the best movie ever. So this movie, I feel like this is just like, like, like you were just saying, like it gave people something they, they gave people a genre they loved and they just amped it up. It was like, wow, like this is new. This is, this is what I love, but it's also something new of what I love. So this is cool. But his other movies, having said that, 
the band with no name trilogy they are just as stylized like they all the faces like the close-ups like the the mexican standoffs like all like like the, the whole like in the end of good the bad the ugly there's a three-person mexican standoff and it lasts like 20 minutes of so just like like in the, in the circle the music the music's like yeah in the circle the music's like and they're all just like looking at each other and the eyes are going left and yeah. the eyes are going right like it's pretty amazing so yeah this movie isn't new in that aspect empire it. or is, is it empire of, or jedi in the beginning when they're in the sarlacc pit that's all well, that's all straight well, out of sierra leone yeah. or sierra, so I, sergio leone so I, I would watch a documentary about the making of this movie and they and it was said that George Lucas had the soundtrack to this movie in the editing bay when he was doing Star Wars. And and it's true because the the way what he wanted to do was have the music add into the to the what was happening on the screen so well and like be equal. And I thought about that in Star Wars, and especially the New Hope. And I was like, there are many scenes where the editing of the music and like the way people are walking or what's happening is like perfect like that. And I was like, damn. So he'd use that from this, which is pretty fucking dope. This movie was as influential as uh, as um, as it gets, like as far as it inter- like the people that we love, like this influenced them, which is dope. Like it, that's what's fun. Yeah, it's de- definitely definitely a big example of that because you see yeah. this one, even like Breaking Bad. Like I, I, there was like yeah. scenes of Breaking Bad. You get vibes of this vibes of that in this movie. John and Carpenter I- said that like this is like his favorite movie of all time too. Right. And I guess I guess Sergio Leone even uh, his one of his big influences Akira Kurosawa. Yep. So I think even like it goes all the way back with that. Never heard of him. Oh, Dario Argento wrote. Yeah, this. he wrote the script. Yeah. And him and, and him was, yeah. what movie? What, who, didn't we watch one of his movies? What's his movie? Yeah, I'm Deep Red. Look it up. That's Deep Red. Cover you. Yeah. Yeah, they all were kind it's of like your second favorite movie of all time, time in Italy. They all came up at the same time and they kind of just worked together for a little bit because. Uh, What's his name? Sergio Leone. He was an AD for a long time. If you look on his IMDb, he has like 35 AD credits. So he he kind of he came up. He was a PA, then became an AD, and then was an AD on some big movies like Ben Hur and uh, some big Italian movies that had big action scenes. And he ended up directing like Second Unit, and then he kind of developed a style and he got to direct uh, his movies, and he kind of just like took it from there. That's how he came up. Damn. Yeah. Just rose in the ranks. Hey, that's like what we're doing, guys. Um, Tonino Coley, the DP of this movie. I think his name is Tonino Coley. Did he do Uh, uh, his other works? His other... uh, That's what I was just going to add. other Leones? I think so. I'm not 100% on that. uh, I'll be able to get a look, see. I mean, that's... This, uh, other than the the music, the cinematography, it should, I think when it comes to what is so iconic about this movie is it's got to be the cinematography and probably all his movies is the cinematography in, the, in any movie that Morricone uh, composed is going to be an epic uh, score. Uh, I think the, those are the most iconic, the two most iconic things. The two, my two favorite things from this movie are the music and the cinematography. And I feel like a lot yeah, of people same, would, for sure, just, would agree with those. I love how the the music and the violence coincided together so well too. Like it was just every and everyone had their own music. Like Cheyenne had his own theme. That's, that's my favorite part. That, and again, Star Wars. Everyone's got their own theme. I'd yep, love to yep. see George John Williams and and Ennio Morricone uh, in a room hanging out. He's still alive, right, Morricone? Ennio Morricone is like ninety years old. Uh. Because I remember uh, here what you, you said he did Hateful Eight. I remember hearing the story of them like, well, we want it to sound like a Sergio Leone movie. And they're like, well, why don't we just call Ennio Morricone? Is he even still alive? Let's let's get him over here. That's cool. Well, um, also, I love how the practical harmonica was so awesome. Because when I realized, I thought from, like, I saw this movie a long time ago. And I remember that he actually played that tune all the time. He played that. That yeah. wasn't just a tune. And I thought that was dope. The only part I hated is, like, when she's at the house by herself for the first time. And she hears that. And she goes out there. She's like, who's there? I was like, you know who the fuck that is. There's only one guy walking around <laughs> that goddamn harmonica playing that goddamn tune, bitch. You know what I mean? Like, that's, did she, if I heard that, she I'd didn't like, know oh, who he was. Say. No, she saw him in the fucking uh, saw him in the bar. That whole scene in the bar. Oh, in the oh yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, they they saw each other. Do you play or do you just shoot, or do you just play or can you shoot too? 
yeah, yeah. Uh, great lines great a lot of iconic lines coming from this movie mm. that i that i really never realized i've heard that line kid do you play or, or can you shoot too i've heard that line yeah. um <laughs> i mean he, a line he, i'll never I wrote forget it down. is you remind me of my mother <laughs> the line i wrote down he not only plays he can shoot too yeah well he said yeah he says that later after he asks him and then he asks him if he can shoot or if he can cut too and he cuts oh yeah free. yeah yeah, yeah. It's yeah. good. It's a she playful. She was the biggest whore in Alameda and the finest woman who ever lived. <laughs> I liked how playful it was. Oh yeah. Uh, when it comes to, because I, I just feel like, and I'm not, I'm no Western expert. It's not my favorite genre, but uh, I, I, I forgot what I was just gonna say. Yeah, like I appreciate the influence of the Western genre. It's like I don't really like the Western genre per se, but the influence of it is definitely yeah has rubbed off a I lot just, of movies i feel like i appreciate regular american westerns weren't as playful as as this is or they're they're not usually as fun see that as this this one that. is because i kind of epic and stylized because like i know like my my dad and like my my granddads were like really into westerns and like but they were all like the the john wayne type stuff and they, yeah. they, i think the clint eastwood stuff too but i i, I remember more so seeing john wayne on the screen than anyone when i was a kid when it came to watching stuff with my with my elders and i and those are very like black and white black hat white hat you got a robber they're usually fighting uh indians which which do which sergey leone i guess he that's he he purposely strayed away from that of making indians not like uh or native americans not the villain in all of his movies in fact this is the only movie that they that they are portrayed in and they're portrayed as like the slaves that they were brought over and they were yeah. and they were like you know being brought off the train by by uh by Sergio's Sergio's keeping it real. He's keeping it real. Well, this, was the, it real. this was the sixties by then. He was more progressive. And then you're right, <laughs> you're right. This is fucking sixty eight. <laughs> okay, Forget that hippies, I mean that, Italian hippies. when it comes to movies is not that old of a movie. No. Yeah, when it comes because westerns were like some of the earliest shit, like back yeah. when, like the 1600s. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know who? Uh, another filmmaker who I who I really feel took a lot of influence from these movies is John Woo. John Woo is fucking all over these movies, just yeah. from <laughs> really the epic, yeah, and the music, for sure. the epicness. Yeah, like the, the. I guess I don't see I don't see any face off. I I didn't feel any face off vibes from this movie. I definitely felt vibes from other shows and movies but i know well, face off never came the, to mind it's, you know a, what it it's is? a different genre for His, sure yeah. but it's but it's there's you know the gunslinging is for sure uh same with same with star wars star wars is more like swashbuckling pirates but f- for sure it's got those western gunslinger uh vibes to it a lot especially in the second one attack of the clones Plus, in all Sergio Leone's movies, like there's a lot of talking between the good guys and the bad guys. It's kind of like unnecessary talking, but it's great. And that's why I kind of think Tarantino gets a lot of his dialogue from is that thought right there. It's like because there's a lot of talking in these movies between these guys that have nothing to do with the plot. You know what I mean? And that's like that's cool. And in most American Westerns, that's not really a thing either. Like it's kind of just like very to the point. And like that's another thing that these movies brought in was that like it was kind of like you saying it was fun it was like a little a little comedic there was a lot of there was a lot of like hanging out like hanging out was this fun kind of thing you know what I mean and that's another thing that's where I, that's where I think Tarantino gets a lot of his the way he writes his dialogue from too is that thought right there like obviously yeah. obviously his dialogue is way better than these movies dialogue but it's I think he just he, and those he, words he didn't exist back then his, yeah. <laughs> yeah it makes yeah, like, the characters more mind. real for sure too them just having a conversation about about you know royale with cheese yeah i mean the the, the whole thing was like it you can clearly see the tarantino that's what i like i kind of enjoyed about it the most i haven't watched some of uh the good the bad the ugly unfortunately i fell asleep but i watched some of that movie good, huh? Just to just to watch like just to see some of like the 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 more of like this this dude's style more of Sergio Leone's style and it was the same direct DP as this movie as well uh, 
was what how did the style compare is it is it the is the cinematography um, I, the same the music music's obviously is not the same but the, music is very, very much the same vibe very yeah. like um i think this one had a little bit more of like a colorfulness to it maybe that was just like a new like edit or something but it seemed a little bit more like brighter and more vibrant is the once upon a time in the west and uh i think the the landscape i liked a little bit more but like i don't it wasn't too much of a difference and like the other than the good the bad the ugly it felt a little bit more like slightly more comedic slightly more like a little goofier but not too much like the the introductions were more like bigger like they would like freeze frame them and slap the, the side of it like the good and then like when that when the next dude came up like they would he would do his little scene introductory scene like the bad and that's his third one of those too so yeah probably taking a lot more uh leeway in 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 slapping you in the face with it oh yeah have you guys ever yeah exactly it's all style have you guys seen the uh the good the bad the weird yeah it's uh it's a it's like a korean Korean movie right korean yeah it's it's on a train uh, Yep. yep. No, yeah. no. It's a uh, it start it starts on a train. It starts on a train. Okay, yeah, yeah, but, right. I, yeah, but it's, it's pretty much a western too. Like yeah. and it's, it's comedy. Very, Is it kind of comedic? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's slapsticky it's a little bit, but it's it's great. great. It's, had, it's it's very much no, like I based after the good, the bad, and the ugly. Because I know there's like a there's a standoff and everything at the end. It's all just the, the three different stories. I I recommend it, but those are all good movies. It's by uh Jin, what's his name? Kim Kim Ji Woon, I think is his name. Same, yeah same dude that did uh that like, other I korean saw, i saw the devil and some other some other ones some other great he has a, he has a lot of great movies um kim or song kang ho is in the good the bad the weird he plays the weird and we all love here we all love song kang ho on this Hell podcast yeah we do shout out to song kang shout out to the big shout cat. out to song kang meow <laughs> yo by the way the big cat is now listening to our podcast oh thank your, you uh, your idea that. of posting the video yeah no he he showed me uh your idea of posting <laughs> he that couldn't even find it it's pretty I guess fun i sent him a link oh, okay he didn't realize there was an app for podcasts he just thought it was on his apple music but i got, I got him apple there. music no that's yeah. not it's yeah well he i got him. i even looked on I, itunes sent, i was like I oh it's probably because you it. looked on itunes and itunes probably yeah. but itunes has it i looked on itunes and we're clearly oh. there you can literally google making me watch movies and five links will come up to listen to you could have gone to the link in on the post you looked at and liked and you could have watched it anyway yeah big so he's watching he watched yeah. mank and then he was gonna listen to the podcast all right have yeah. you guys seen uh, any fonda flicks before this movie yes i'm sure i have did you- i watched them with my grandmother back so in the day did you watch this movie before did you watch those before you saw this movie Yes, but I didn't. I didn't know him well enough to be like, "Oh, that's that guy from that movie. Why would he be in this movie?" I was a kid. See, that's that. a thing. Is at at for the first thirty minutes of this movie, all the cowboys looked the fucking same to me. I didn't know who was who. <laughs> I literally didn't know who was who. Like Jake, I I was right. like confused, and that and I, I for for a good portion of this movie, I didn't know what was going on. And as much as I like to go in blind. I went on Wikipedia and I just looked up a synopsis for this movie and it was, uh, and it, it gave me, and even that, and it, and it made me more comfortable because nothing is a hundred percent clear. Like we don't know who this harmonica guy is. We really, I mean, we finally figure out where he came, but we, we still don't know it, like why he was in that situation back then. We just know that Frank put him there. Like we, we don't, we don't really know any backstory on anything. But so, so I was like, all right, I'm supposed to be a little confused. And, and then once I, once I understood who she was, why she was there, like, I didn't, I didn't really put it together that she, that that was her husband right away. Cause at, to me, I thought that the girl was that husband's wife. I thought that was a wife and she was murdered. And I was like, oh, this whole family just got murked. And then she shows up. So I was confused. So I, uh, for, for <laughs> not often, I will go on and look up a synopsis just to get what's going on. And then when I kind of glossed over it again, it was much, I, I was, it was easier to enjoy the, the epic, the, the cool parts of it. Now that I knew what was going on and I knew what was going to happen, it was easier to enjoy 
the music and the intros and all the fun little intro Cheyenne's little dink 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 dinking like that hit I love I love I loved all their intros and I, I thought I thought it was great every time you saw them and that reminded me of Star Wars too I don't know what I was talking about I mean I- I know you guys said the beginning was boring, but I thought the beginning was awesome. Knowing that it was coming, and like I, when I watched it, cause I watched it because I watched it twice. But I think every shot is cool. Like the guy realizing that if he uh, just lets the water drip on his hat, he can drink it, and then the guy fucking with the with the fly with the gun. Like, yeah, I guess there was no dialogue, but it was still pretty goddamn interesting and fun. Well, it was like, well, like right, I, this is cool, yeah, and that sorry. also makes you be like, okay, like anything can happen now like anything and that's what i like like when movies set that up to where you're like anything is possible that's once cool. they that die makes you like, oh, like once once they get murked you're like okay yeah you, you well you're following these three dudes for so long and you're yeah. like all right these guys must be important and then and they're done and then this guy's here you know what i mean it's a cool juxtaposition of his other intros to his other movies because his other movies intros are are epic and slap you in the face and are loud and then this one starts with no music and very quiet yeah it's just sounds but that i love that that's one of my favorite things i've said it before about uh tarantino and and i know that it comes from the from sergio leone is those those constant nagging sounds in the background that are just always there and you don't even really know what it is it might cut to it every now and then and and it, it adds that tension and adds the reality to it too. The reality of the West, which is, which is just vast and boring for the most part. It's like, there's not, it's not like you're walking around in the 1700s and, and, uh, or 1800s, whenever this is. And, uh, you know, Marconi's music is playing in the background. It's, it's vast and quiet and you're just hearing noises from windmills. Yeah, that's a good point. It does have that immersive quality to it, like kind of brings you into their world of like, like I said, like the beginning felt like I was just waiting with these dudes for something. I'm just like, fuck, we're just we're just waiting. All right, what are we doing? I wouldn't call it boring either. I, I mean, I could see how someone would say it was boring, but I, I wouldn't yeah. call it boring. I wouldn't call it boring necessarily, but I, I think the oh. first half of the movie, like the first, because it's two hours and 45 minutes. I think the first like hour and 50 minutes is really, really good. And it's really, really interesting. I kind of think it it falter it it falters a little bit in the end. Whereas like all this epic shit happens, and then the resolution isn't that amazing. Yeah. And you know, like the coolest part of the ending is when she's like, "Hey, you should uh, come back one day." And he goes, "Yeah, one day." Like that just adds to like the whole western thing of like, because like you're saying like westerns like like i was saying i know you guys don't know watch but i've only seen i haven't seen that many westerns. i've maybe seen like maybe like seven or eight other westerns besides for this movie but they're all about people on their own journeys doing things that meet up at points and then they they scatter like a lot of westerns are about that or about like people re-meeting up for like something to do you know what i mean like back then like there wasn't a lot of like like places to live and people kind of drove rode around and shit and like would try to try to find new places like her whole point was to like build a place like she wanted to build that city so that people can come there and like have a place to go like that's um that's um that's like usually what it's about so that was like fitting you know what i mean that's kind of like what uh what would like go the American Westerns like John Wayne and shit like uh did like he would just show up at places like and, and he would like know people. <laughs> you know what I mean? That's just it. It's kind of like a big big social club with people riding around and getting it's in like on adventure. Buffalo Bill when Buffalo Bill came through town or Wild yeah. Bill, Wild Bill Hickok. When he yeah. came through town, you knew who he was and yeah, he, yeah. He's, he's famous Wild Bill. Yeah, exactly. That's 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 for Monica. He's famous around these parts. He's famous around these parts, but he wasn't. He was just no, he, he just kind of shows up behind trains. Did he get off that train or did he just appear there? I don't know. I think he got off that train. Modern, a modern day western that's that is a western, but isn't because it's made by the Cullen brothers, is um there no country for old men. No country yeah. for old men is a western hundred yeah. percent. And I and I fucking I love that movie. That's probably yeah. my that might be my favorite movie. Yeah, that's a, that's a western for sure. Such a good movie. Yeah, just think about it. It's just two people meeting up, totally, out of the yeah. blue, getting involved in a situation where one of them dies and the other one just leaves in the end. Like, like Spoiler. what's his face? Javier Bardem, <laughs> like, leaving in the end is kind of like just somebody driving, like, Harmonica riding off on his horse. You know what I mean? It's like yep. he got on this adventure and now he's going to go get another adventure somewhere. 
shit goes down and nothing really gets resolved and it's I over. mean, it, it, it gets resolved. Yeah, it got, I mean, you know, not that movie, nothing really gets resolved, but he, yeah. he, he gets what he wanted. I mean, he's been searching for this guy since he was a kid, apparently. And this is the end of that search. So that's kind of cool. The, but yeah, I think the most exciting parts is probably the very beginning when the kids or when, when the, when they get shot, other than that, like all the violence is, is almost more slapsticky than, than mm-hmm. uh, the, throughout the whole, except for the very end, which becomes very epic for, for a very quick shootout. But that's, I imagine that's how most shootouts were. They weren't yeah. these long drawn out, you know, reloading and shit. It's one, two shots and what <laughs> somebody I'm falls dead. Yeah. Yeah. There's a, <laughs> I, if you, neither of you guys have seen Barry Lyndon, right? No. No. So there's a scene no there. So Barry Lyndon is just, it's about just it's a like an, an almost like an autobiography of a guy named Barry Lyndon how he kind of just like kind of schmoozes his way around London in that time period like romanticizing women and like just using their money and places to live and shit and he ends up getting a duel with with this guy because he like did something with his wife and the duel back then was literally like you challenged each other and you each got a gun and you walked like 15 feet each way or 10 feet whatever it is and you both shoot and in the movie the guy, other guy's gun goes off by accident before he he gets to shoot, and they're like, "Well, that's you don't get a reload." So Barry Lyndon gets to shoot by himself before this dude gets reloaded, and he gets to kill the guy, and then like he just gets away with it because of that. And it's just like that. That's just like it's like oh, that's another Western kind of thing that's where duel, stuff man. like that. That's like life, you know what that's I mean? Like, how, that's how they how took care of shit. Yeah, that's how it went. Like that's just that's how it said, was. Like, living dude. back then, man, like it's just different. Like I don't. I, I feel like enjoying life was a different thing. Like you don't you enjoy know, life back then. Like you know, in in like people didn't enjoy certain life back then. cities, there is a thing called mutual combat, which is basically the same thing as long as both parties agree to oh, uh, to fight, uh, then it's totally legal, and they can fight until until they're done fucking fighting, and the cops don't need to step in. Nobody needs. So to is step it like in. physically like fight with physically? Is it like fighting, the or can they like other? shoot each other too? So there's no uh, weapons involved. I don't know. I don't know if it extends to to weaponry. Uh, I just know it's Duels. called. Uh, no, let me ask called, you this: What happens if someone dies? Then nobody's they, at fault. It they if they both agree, both parties agreed to the fight, then it then it's it's mutual combat. It's a hmm. they they are allowed to to do what what is necessary to be this done. That's like today. Texas shit, dude. That's Texas. That's though, te- no, I don't think it's Texas. <laughs> Actually, I think it's like in in uh, Oregon somewhere. Oregon's also fucking like yeah whatever like I think a lot of all, uh, all drugs are legal in Oregon they're they're wild up there it's basically wild up west in like a different way that rhyme with schmatzies <laughs> oh really <laughs> yeah well I mean yeah in, yeah, in some in some areas I was yeah. about to say dude I got to go to Oregon but I don't want to go hang out schmatzies also I, I mean you also you said it right after I said shit. that you weirdo. Well, I was about to say it before that, and then you're like schmozzies, and I'm like, you don't want to be associated with schmozzies. I, I live in Oregon for a little bit, but like, there's tons of hippies and shit. It just depends on where you go. It's a lot hippies, of weird, isn't that? There's a lot yeah, of weird militia and towns and shit, but there's also like a bunch of like hippie towns. So it depends on what town you're in. It just depends yeah. where you are. Yeah, I mean, depends which where, town you where I'm from in Central California has it has a very high uh, schmozzy reputation. Really? I didn't know. Oh that yeah. Either. Oh yeah. California. Go you you need to just get on the get on the 5, hit the 99 and drive up north <laughs> right in the right in the fucking middle and you will find go to a place called Kings County and don't be not white. Then you'll be like, "What am I doing here?" We just lost all of our fans. Right. I'm get, I'm sorry. Yeah. We, right. we just lost all our fans from Kings County. Okay. Oh, I'll no. let them know. Sorry. <laughs> all, Kings all, all, all the Nazis from Oregon that listen to this podcast are going to be like, the fuck? No, they're like, shout out. <laughs> so those proud boys. What was, what, what do you think is the most influential thing? What, what do you think Tarantino takes the most from Sergio Leone? I think it's the music. I think it's the camera movement the camera. and music combined. Like it's the oh, camera, yeah, movement dude. Like those, there's, those there's, close-ups. There's not only the close-ups, but like there's shots from these movies that I've seen in Kill Bill, or I've seen yeah. in Glorious Bastards, or I've seen in Django. Like shot specific, like like the exact shot. Like it's Pretty just much. it. Like, and and I think he takes the th- the three things that I think Tarantino <laughs> takes most from Sergio Leone are that 
is the camera movement and the blocking and the way it coincides with the camera movement and the the like i said before the idea of the characters not only having to care about the plot i think those are the three things that he takes most the characters what the characters talking about things oh, that aren't in yeah, the plot yeah, yeah, the yeah. characters like living an actual like everyday life doesn't involve the plot like that i think he takes most from this too <clears throat> the stylization you know what i mean all three of those things equal the stylization style the, yeah. all three things are just I feel like style. he was just such a fan of these movies that it's yeah. impossible for them not to in in so many ways rub off on his 100 thank god thank god for right. sergio leone yeah because i mean tarantino takes tarantino. it and makes it his own like there's things that he takes it and he might even make better than sergio leone you know what i mean like arguably any movie tarantino's made is a better movie than a sergio leone movie in my opinion but it's just but at the same time the story like, story is everything story is yeah. everything for sure he, i think tarantino's known for his story and his and his uh dialogue and then come along uh with his the what's the dp's name that started with uh the kill bill series uh robert richardson come come along with mr richardson and they've just become a like the the thing yeah. the style like that yeah, yeah. That, that's the new style for sure because you, you definitely see it and the, the kill bill is kind of the part where you definitely start seeing it in his work that's that's because he's always had the story he's always had the, yeah. the dialogue he's always had the the twists and turns like that and and that none of that is well is ever like copying he may i mean influence is influence but the everything he writes is his own oh, yeah, it's not sure. even his own take on something it's his own fucking something it's yeah. it's it's its own thing so yeah. so yeah to add in to add in then now now add in a a visual style and then for hateful eight give him a marconi come on yeah yeah it's the, it's the look and the feel that's definitely what it is i think that's the the main things that stand out. Especially with, like i said the kill bill django as well and then the hateful eight those are the, the three i see the most with with uh, the tarantino vibes also glorious oh. bastards glorious bastards yeah like the scene the scene in glorious bastards that could be straight out of this movie is the scene where uh, they're on the fucking little, the little place, like the little dam place where the bear Jew comes out and like the cameras moving up and down and like, it's yeah. like, oh! that's <laughs> yeah. out of this movie. That's just, right. that's just unnecessarily grandiose. Yes, exactly. Um, hold on a second. Okay. Fine. Why, why don't you walk away and then we can keep talking and then you can come who, back who is it i don't want to just like stop the podcast who is it it's probably getting getting work thrown do out you, again do you think yeah it must be nice do you think this movie aged well other than like how they treat the female character yeah i think like the style i think is still relevant i think that was obviously like the thing like i definitely took most out of the style I think he probably did too. <laughs> Little weirdo. Creeping yeah, put some pants on, you weirdo. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, 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 I thought so too. I think today this movie is just as relevant as it is, as it was in '68. But, but in like I said before, '68—that's not that long ago for fucking good wow. movies. So, so I guess it's not nothing to be surprised about. Although there have been movies in the '60s that sure as hell didn't uh age as well yeah i mean this kind of at least is like old enough to be considered a classic for sure definitely this is definitely one of those yeah but it's just i it, it was just done so well that it, i think it, it will always test stand the test of time yeah yeah i think my only complaint would be like i guess probably probably the story i mean it's a good story but it just doesn't really like didn't really do it for me i think the story arc that i love the most was like inside of the whole movie was the harmonica sure like we didn't really like exactly know what he was doing we kind of knew he was looking for frank but like we didn't really know why and then i thought the reveal to that like how he gave him the harmonica and then killed his yeah. brother was just like that was fucking, well he that just kept that brutal. harmonica ever since just put it he put it on a rope and hang it around his yeah. neck and kept it ever since 
that was pretty it's pretty great it's pretty that that was a great that was a good payoff for how long we fucking waited to to realize what was going on and and that was the end of the movie right that was like pretty much the last 45 minutes of the movie that the the duel happened and then he slowly walks back into cheyenne cheyenne got shot somehow how did cheyenne get shot I don't even remember. I, I think Morton, um, Morton shot him, or, or one of Morton's. I, one of those goons. Can't fucking remember. The, I, I don't, don't even remember. I don't, I don't even think it. I don't even think we saw it happen because I rewound it a couple times. Uh, the first time I watched it, I, he he walked away, and then he shows the bullet wound, and I'm like, what? I I, I must have missed something. So I rewound it once to like to the duel. So it happens well before the duel. I think it happens before the, when he goes, what's she, when she goes, what's he doing outside? He goes, he's whittling on some wood. It happens before that. I think it happens right before that. I don't know. I was confused on that part, but that was a, I mean, I don't know. I don't know if that was necessary to kill him off, but whatever. Yeah, whatever. I like that character. I liked him. He was the, he was, he, uh, he was the unexpected comedic kind of, because at first I was like, "Oh, here's just another bandit, like weird, like this is crazy." But then, then he was, you realize, ah, he's he's cool. He's a bad guy, but he's a cool guy. Everyone's a bad yeah. guy, and everyone kind of was this yeah. time. Because he just kind of became the. Because what was what was his like backstory? He was essentially like one of the Frank's dudes, and then like Frank fucked him over, and then he kind of just left on his own, more or less. Because like, I know he was trying. They were like Cheyenne. fingering. Yeah, yeah, because I know they were fingering him in the in the sense that he killed uh, the McBain family, which he didn't. Obviously, it was Frank and some other goons. But like, was he part of? He was part of that group, right? And then he just was like, was he fucked. there? He wasn't. No, he wasn't. He wasn't. No, there. he wasn't part of the killing of the family. But he just got. But he he just was got for it. Schwartz is back. Was was Cheyenne? Uh, was Cheyenne one of Frank's crew? No, he was part of his own crew. That's he okay. was kind of like a. He was a criminal too. No, but he was, um, he was part guy. of his own crew, so he, he was, uh, did his own thing. He, he, he own just broke of out of jail, but I didn't. Uh, like, did we know why he was in jail? No. And Another do adventure. We know how That's he got true. shot. In the end. Yeah. Um. He got shot in the gunfight, didn't he? Was in the gunfight? You mean like the the one that just happened, like behind Jake, the one with the gun pointing out of the sign? No, it wasn't that one because that was the one that they were just they were trying to kill Frank then. All right, keep going. You want to hear through the lies? Uh, yeah, I think I said all I had to say there. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you you missed us talking. You also missed us talking about. Um... Oh, we don't know how Cheyenne died. That's what that's what we were confused about. Oh yeah, yeah. he got it's shot. Probably a, I know how he got shot, but we don't know who shot him. Oh, yeah, I guess I don't either. He just kind of is like, oh yeah. By the way, I got shot. I'm gonna die, and then see, and then he doesn't even like. We don't even see him die. He just like, ah, it sucks. See you guys. So like that. I but think that's he a- gets shot right here in the scene that's happening right there where Morton dies. Does Morton does Morton shoot him? Did Morton shoot him? I think Morton Morton? shoots him, dude. Or no, that's that's Frank in that scene. Never mind. Does Frank shoot Morton? Is Frank and Morton the same guy? Oh my god. Frank Morton Cheyenne. It's like the same. All the Look, same people. You got to see the ocean. There it is. It's true. Let's rank it. Unless you got some more to say there. Uh Mem Schwizzy, no head fizzy. Um, no, I think I, I said I, I think we said a lot about this movie. I liked it. Had some I'll great I think the I know, editing. I, I All right, hold on. I'll I, keep going. Oh, okay. the editing is go. great too. The editing had some really cool parts, especially my favorite part in the editing was when Frank shoots the little kid in the beginning and the smoke comes out of his gun and it cuts through the smoke from the train as it's, as it's pulling in, that was pretty fucking cool. I really liked that. Clever. Clever gal. Yeah, they did. The, there was another like door shutting where someone like slams something shut and then it's, it's uh, Claudia card the nail opening that door. How hot is she though? With that hair. Whew. Yeah. Ooh, ooh, dolly. Hot for those times. <laughs> she reminds me of uh, my my mom. She was the biggest whore in Alameda, but everyone loved her. <laughs> That's a direct quote from the movie. I am not actually speaking about my beloved mother that way. Yeah. 
I like that everyone's a bad guy in this movie in their own way. I mean, Harmonica definitely killed people. He was he was out to kill Frank, who was the biggest bad guy, but he was only a bad guy because he killed people too. I feel like that was vengeance. Everybody was everybody in the Wild West is is really only looking out for themselves. So you gotta kind of be a bad guy at all times. Yeah, like it low key became a, a revenge movie. Yeah, for for a minute there, with, it did uh, about about stories. two two and a half hours in, it became a revenge movie <laughs> very, very quickly. Like, oh, that's why he did it. Fucking cool. I, it was I mean, a good was, payoff. That was my the favorite. Payoff arc. That was my absolutely worth it. Yeah, for sure. Absolutely worth it. Could you could if this movie was uh, remade today, would it cut an hour and forty five minutes off of it? For sure, they could. And 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 would it be the same movie? Probably not. But it would. You would. You, would you get the gist of it? Yeah. Hold on. I mean, keep going. No, this we're ranking. Great. I think. Well, let's rank Jeez. it. We don't need Schwartz to rank. Yeah, like if, if this was a Tarantino movie. Anyway. If this was a Tarantino movie, it would probably be just as long. But it would probably he would probably make it more. More. He would have been. He would have boiled it down. Yeah. Uh, to a lot more. Probably, maybe the, probably maybe the American action. 225 cut. There probably would have been more action. That's true. It would have been quicker. quicker. That's what was like. That was it. Just some of these fucking shots. They just they just lingered. Lingered. Just, just a ling- lingerer with the shots. It was. It was. Uh, it's. It was almost satirical. Not satirical. Cliche. It was like the cliche. But like many other movies that we've watched, this was where that cliche was invented is yeah. the, like those close-ups back and forth with the tense music. So mm-hmm. at the time, that's not, it wasn't a cliche at the time. Yeah. It was, that's, that's what it was. Yeah. It was, it was new even. It was, it, it was, was cool because of how new it was. Yeah. I think, I think I said it earlier, but like the, the best way would be like, I think I appreciated this more than I enjoyed this. If that makes sense. Cool. Did you not enjoy like how how like cool and like slick it all was? Like, what did no? What did I, I, I I enjoyed the shot, but it was just it was just this like I appreciate the movie. I think it was just like it was just the slow pace of the shots and like the the, the plot didn't really do it for me. It was interesting, but it was just kind of like a little convoluted and a little like the the way it un- unraveled was just like just too dear slow. Dario. Couple notes on your old movie West. It was great. It's a it's a good fucking movie. Clear. I, I guess it's it's a it's really well well made. I I said it already, but yeah, who's Harmonica? Where does he come from? Harmonica's great. I love that character. Give us a little more backstory, Argento. Come on. Harmonica's the man. Yeah. So where do you where do you rank it, Schwartz? You guys ranked it already. No, I ranked it. I, I, I ranked it in my mind. Uh, this is our 53rd film, and I'm going to put it at number 27. It's pretty. No, Vito, change that. Pretty middle. You're, you're, you're vetoing my rank? Yeah, go ahead and make it a little lower. Nah. Just kidding. I thought, Just about, kidding. I th- I thought about making it lower originally, but then I think it, it, it set in more with me, and I kind of appreciate it once I watch some of it again and once i absorbed it a little bit more cool number 27 right below 13 assassins right below 13 assassins right under uh paths of glory it's right above the police story and indiana jones kind of in that area Mm. like i liked it more than indiana jones it was like watching all three indiana joneses in one sitting yeah all four. All right, though? I'm gonna put oh, it boy. at number twenty-three. I didn't watch the fourth one. Oh shit. Number twenty-three. Go twenty-three. Interesting. I have uh, that, and that is that's. Uh, uh, let's see, twenty-three for you. That's right. Are you gonna put it like above or below brick? brick? What'd you say? What's it's 23 would be below, above brick, right? Let's do 22. Sorry, 22. Above Frighteners. Below above Frighteners. Below Hazard Glory. <laughs> All right. He's dropping Frighteners down to 23. It's, yeah, I would say it's definitely better than Frighteners. This is great. I have also allocated a spot in the 20s. Right under Sunset Boulevard. Mine's going at 21. So it's 21, 23, and 20, 21, 22. 
and 26. This movie's going to rank high on the overall. So, well, it's going to rank all right. It's going to rank pretty decent. I mean, pretty, pretty on the on. We're we're all kind of agree agreeable. Actually, you know what? I'm, I'm oh, changing shit. this Shit! Hold on, everybody, stop. Hold I'm on, Pookie. Pookie, <laughs> oh, I'm changing it up. Mark this down. I'm putting it at number. Go. I'm putting it at number sixteen. So sixteen wow. above, back, above Back to the Future, but under Indiana Jones. Above Back to the Future. Yeah, above Back to the Future, under Indiana Jones. I'm putting it right in between the Spielberg fucking can, Spielberg uh, class. I, I see where you're. I see where you're. Where you're thinking. Where your thoughts are with these? Because there's some movies there that I'm like, yeah, definitely better than these. Yeah, it's just, it's just that's what it is. Should we go right there? Sixteen. Sixteen. Nice. Once upon a time in the West. I mean, high, high middles for everybody. High middles. It it would it would. I could probably look at my list, and change some things around. Yeah. Toward toward after like a, around the middle, I think it gets a little sloppy and like yeah, I could kind of see why this is better than that, but you know, well, this is this is this is kind of this is. I forget about ranks, movies so sometimes too. Forget for like, sure. Oh, this is, Last words on Once Upon a Time in the West. Approach with patience, but it's worth watching. Uh huh. Watch this movie. Watch Once Upon a Time in America. Watch Once Upon a Time in Mexico. Watch sure. Once Upon a Time in Long Beach. Fuck it. Watch them all. Hell yeah. Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Also Once Upon great. a Time also in great. Once Upon a Time in Long Beach. That'll be our next one. <laughs> Just kidding. I agree. So we'll, I agree. We'll Watch go it. Through all the Once Upon a Time. If you have three hours. In your cold day, watch this movie. Oh, yeah.